Like many of you, we battle depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. Hey everybody, welcome to When Words Fail Music Speaks. I am your handicapped host, James Cox. And we have a great interview today. But before we get started, let me tell you about them first. The Other LA is the freshest band to break on the scene. From packed out venues in their hometown of Nashville, Tennessee, and supporting acts like Hailstorm, Lacey Strum, and Lacuna Coil, The Other LA delivers a heavy-hitting, headline-worthy show. What makes The Other LA stand out is their seemingly effortless ability to connect emotionally with any audience. Aria, lead singer and songwriter, shares her journey of balancing Asperger's and overcoming adversity through her intimate lyrics and raw vocal performances that soar over the crowd. The Other LA delivers a full-on musical assault showcasing their camaraderie through their showmanship and sense of community within their audience. It's easy to feel immediately part of their journey. The Other LA is on the way to becoming the hottest young rock group to capture listeners worldwide. Their highly anticipated self-titled EP coming out on Freak Machine Records has a to-be-dated release date in 2021. We have the extreme pleasure of talking to their lead singer and songwriter, ladies and gentlemen, Aria from The Other LA. Yes, you did. Perfect, perfect. Because there's, because there's been a few um, artists that we have here have had before on the show, and we print out the wrong. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> you know. So I'm, I'm always cautious about that, you know. So I'm glad that we got your name right. Um, <laughs> I got to say though, that I love your hair and every. Oh, color. thank you. I watch your videos, you have a different hair color: pink, purple, green. I do. Yeah. Uh, so um, I want to know because I'm vastly interested in it because I. Because I've tried to dye my hair gray or white, and it won't take. How do you do yours? Oh. Yeah. I've heard, like, people who dye their hair gray, it is a very long and tedious pr- process. Sometimes it takes, like, two months to get it, like, perfectly white because you have to have, like, multiple, like, bleaching sessions because it takes a while. And I know a lot of people, and so- once you have silver hair, like, it only lasts for, like, a month, right. maybe two weeks. And a lot of my friends say it looks cool, but it's just not worth it, honestly. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, my dad has pure white hair, you know, and I want that so bad. I don't know. I don't know why. I, you know, I'm just weird like that, you know. So <laughs> I just think that I, I should have white hair. So, um, <laughs> so here's the question for you. When you wake up in the morning, uh, what is your go-to uh, drink to, to wake you up? Definitely coffee. <laughs> uh, 
re the reason why I say that because I have monster coffee right here and it's great. Oof. I love it. That's <laughs> funny. I'm not the biggest fan of monster. My bass player loves it. I had one sip of monster. I spit it out. I hate. I hate monster. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did at one time when when I was in high school. I used to drink that all like no college. I used to drink that all the time, and I'm like, I can't do that anymore. But but uh, it's just a taste that's just weird. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, okay. So um, reading that you have Asperger's, um, I I, I kind of want to talk about it because because I have a disability also. Yeah, I, of course. I, I don't want to. Well, do you consider um Asperger's like a, like a disability, or like how do you? Uh, look at that. I mean, I really wouldn't say the disability per se. I yeah. mean, like in society, they would, but I feel like right. Asperger's is like just a different personality type or a different way of thinking. I would not consider disability because I'm not, you know, I'm just different. That doesn't mean I'm like less than or whatever. I, I don't like the word disability because it's either. like, yeah. Oh, 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 go ahead. What was that? Oh, oh, yeah. Because I was gonna say, um, I, I, I have cerebral palsy, and you can, you can see my, um, disability or, or handicap, as you would say it. Yeah. But um, uh, but you on, on with your case, you have, um, you have a, a, a um, condition, I guess, or with, we'll call it syndrome. Yeah. We'll call it syndrome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, better word, right? Um, you have syndrome that that cannot be seen. You know. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. So, um, do you ever feel the need to bring it up to someone if they're like, 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 if they're curious? Because I'm not sure if anybody's curious. Because once again, it's a, it's an unseen syndrome. I guess if people ask about it, like I'm, I feel I'm like free to like talk about it. If somebody asks about it, or if I get really stressed out and like people don't know what to do. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Because uh, um. I looked up some strengths on on uh, on Asperger's and, and tell me if this is wrong, please, because it's internet. Okay. Everybody believes the internet, so it said that the um, uh, the strengths are remarkable, remarkable focus and persistence, um, aptitude for re for recognizing patterns and attention to detail. Is that true or not? I mean, oh yeah, definitely. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, because. Cause I figured that that uh, you're 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 in the right um, career of music, you know. Cause with music, yeah. you have to uh, add uh, a lot of attention to detail, and and uh, I I don't want to say perfectionist, but I kind of have to. Cause when you put music out there, you kind of want to be, you know, <laughs> you kind of want want to make it perfect for the the audience to listen to it, you know. Yeah, I definitely do consider myself a perfectionist. Okay, okay, okay good, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I um, so when you're coming up with lyrics, uh, do you have to keep on rewriting it over and over and over and over again until it sounds correct in your head, or do you just write it, write it down, think about it for a while, come back to it? That's what I normally do. Just write it and just think about it. I'm like, does it sound good? And I'll just like read, tweak, like tweak it just a little bit. Like that's what I normally do. Oh, nice, nice, awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah, because I figured you you have the like a first pair of eyes when you come back to it, you know, like that doesn't sound right or, you know, put that here. So, um, so at what age did you uh, find your love for music? 
Oof. I guess my whole life, honestly, ever since I was like three years old, I loved listening to music, especially like hard rocks, like that heavy bass and the drums. I oh, I loved jamming to it ever since I was a kid. Nice, nice. So, um, so did 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 you take lessons singing, or what? Like, like, were you like born into it? I mean, I guess you could say I was born into it. Like, I was four, and I would always sing all the time. I just it's just what I love to do, you know. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Um, so, uh, can you just tell us a moment in your life that you uh, really wanted to pursue uh, a, a a music career? Like, like was there one time where you can just where you just know that you wanted to do this all all your life? I guess when I first um, joined the other LA, I was like 14 years old, just starting high school, and I didn't really do well. I only I was only in high school for like a month and a half, and I had to be homeschooled. It was just really intense, and it wasn't that great of a school. It's kind of scary to say the least. But music was my passion. I found friends that thought the same way, and that's when I realized I wanted to do this for the rest of my life. I was very young when I started, and I don't regret it at all. Oh, nice, nice. Well, that's always. It's always good to find your passion in life, you know. I'm still trying to find mine. <laughs> so, um, so uh, be, okay. So, uh, you you, you, you uh, the band started in in 2015, correct? Or, uh, or like, was I think it before? like late 2014, okay. I guess. Okay, 2014 to 2015, kind of, sort of. Yeah, around that time. Okay. Um. So, uh, so, since then, um, did uh, freak. Freak Machine Records to find you, or or like were you just submitting demos to companies and you know? Well, it's really cool because um, Renee Phoenix is from Fit for Rivals. She's the head of Freak Machine Records. We've been friends for a very long time, and we were trying to find a label, you know, to get our names out there. For the most part, they it was kind of funny because. This one label, I won't say any names, but they were saying like, well, we already have a female singer. We don't need another one. I'm just, oh, it was whatever. And a lot, there was other ones that were saying like, you're good, but it's just not what we're looking for. We're looking for like heavier act, which is fine or whatever. But I realized I wanted to have a say in like creativity and like with my, with our look and how our music sounds. Like I don't want a, a label to like dictate how that's going to be. So that's why I want to be with Freak Machine Records because it's an independent label and Renee Phoenix is a really good friend of mine and she knows how we want how we want our sound to be and like she just supports us and it's just amazing to be working with her. Right. Yeah, I'm finding more and more bands are, are going to independent labels or, or you know, record labels because um, I feel that that major label companies from now are, are uh, going out, you know, getting. They the are. Yeah. And right. And they should be because like, for the most part, you don't really make much money off of like major labels and they tell you what, and like, they're constantly like controlling and like how you look and how you sound, or you need to sound like this, not like that. It's just, it's, it's kind of annoying in a way. Yeah. Uh, so with freak show, I mean, uh, a freak machine records, <laughs> freak show, uh, freak machine records. They, um, uh, I guess you have full ability to say what you want to inside your band, and I guess they just, I so, so do they kind of like give you like sort of like subtle hints on what you should do, or or, or is it like all like your vision? I guess um, it's more like a band decision on what we want to do. Yeah. Like I write the lyrics and the guys write the music and. 
we have like really cool producers that we work with. Um, my favorite producer to work with is Mitch Marlowe. He recorded in this moment, New Year's Day, Stitched Apart. Really, really good friend of ours. And honestly, I don't want to work with any other producer. I want to stick with him. I want to stick with Mitch because he's just incredible. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it's uh, it's always good when you have friends that you you know that that you get along to. You know. Oh, oh yeah, and like honestly, Mitch, I don't like I said, I don't want to work with anyone else because Mitch is the guy. He's just incredible. Yeah, Mitch is the man, you know. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, <laughs> dude. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, so t- uh, during twenty fourteen to twenty fifteen, and uh, and until now, um, you know, we did have the COVID all twenty twenty, so they couldn't uh go anywhere um with with cities. Um, was there any cities or states that you fell in love with them so much? That you couldn't wait to revisit when you're going back on tour. I mean, that like does one automatically stand out to you the most? Mm-hmm. Or to you? Well, it's really funny because I think the guys would say Los Angeles, but for me, <laughs> hmm, I would probably have to say Arizona because we would play on the Navajo Nation, and oh my God, it's incredible! Like they love rock and metal, and like that's the biggest crowd we've ever played to, and. It was amazing. I really, I'm really looking forward to playing Arizona at some point, but not in the summer because it's super hot. But <laughs> right, right. It, it's uh, it's uh, funny you should mention that because um, I've heard a lot of states in the Carolinas, you know, where I'm from, and Texas looks good. So I, so I guess that all depends on the band whether you know you, you dig it or not. You know, the, the cities and states. So it's always it's always. Uh, refreshing to, 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 to hear the different states are so good to artists, you know. So that's awesome. I'm just curious, where are you from? Like, uh, which Carolinas? Columbia, South Carolina. No shit, I'm from Greenwood, South Carolina. Really? That's where I was raised for ten years, actually. Oh, so I got it. Okay, yeah, nice. Do you? I I guess. Uh, so uh, do you all visit the Carolinas often, or because I because I saw a. Uh, a clip where you visited like a, I think North Carolina, like like Charlotte or something. Um. Well, we played a show in Charlotte yeah. uh, two years ago with Ten Years, and that was that was one of my favorite shows. Like North Carolina has a North Carolina has a really good music scene, and I really can't wait to come back go back there. Oh, nice, nice. Um. So, uh, when when you started first touring, uh, in the 2014, 2015, and started the the, the music career, um. Did you have uh, originals before you went on the road, or did you feel like you just cover songs that get your name out there? I guess for the most part, when we first started, we were like a quote-unquote emo cover band. We played Paramore, Evanescence, Flyleaf, Red Jumpstep Rest. But then I really wanted to like write actual original songs. You know, I've been writing lyrics, and I showed it to my bandmates at the time and we started to get serious with it. They were writing music and we we're trying to get our names out there. Cause it's like, I don't want to be a cover band the rest of my life. I really want to like get our names out there and be creatives. And that really helped with my, you know, depression, like writing music's definitely a lifesaver. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's very, uh, yeah. Cause, um, uh, this podcast is, is built around, uh, how music helps, um, depression, you know, uh, yeah, I love your name. When words fail, music speaks. That's one of my favorite quotes of all thank time. You, thank you very much. Yeah, I, I, I wanted it some, something that really stood out and made sense, you know, and it and, and it does, you know, because when yeah, words fail, music really does, does speak, you know. So yes, yes, ma'am. So um, one artist that we interviewed in the in the past said that uh, cover songs uh paid the bills and not so much 
original starting out. Uh, do you yeah. find this statement to be true also, or did you find it the other way around for y'all? Actually, it was the other way around for us. Like, um, once we started writing originals, people actually liked our songs. They wanted to book us, like, to nice. play an original set, and it's been awesome. Nice. So, so I guess it got more more uh, um, requests for your originals than you do your cover songs? Yeah, nice. exactly. Nice. That's always a great thing, because when you... Because I feel like, like, like if you start out with cover songs, you know, people expect... When they come back to see you, they expect more and more cover songs and not so much original. So, you know, right. big, props, <laughs> big props to y'all, you know, for, for, for doing that. Um, so let's talk about your single uh, that came out on May 21st, 2021, which is Waiting on Rain. It's it's an awesome song. I, I really d dug it. It's a very good. Thank um, you so much. Uh, yeah. So, um. I feel that like the song can like it. You can listen to the song like at any time. You know, there's not one one mood you have to be in. You can listen to it. Right. Up, you know, and and that's uh and that's not for most songs. That's generally true. But for other songs, you have to be in one particular mood. But I think right. that, that. But I. <laughs> but, but I do think that this song you can listen to at any time, anywhere. Right. So, um, I do agree. So could you please explain to our listeners to what the song is about? Because I feel it has a very solid message. I guess the reason why I wrote Raining on the Rain is I was in a really like weird time for me, I guess. I was I was in a not-so-great relationship um, about four, four years ago, I think. What is time? <laughs> um, I was basically tired of being depressed and feeling like I was powerless, but... I finally made that de decision to like change my life. So I let, I let go of that relationship and I was following my heart, you know, like if it feels right, do it. And this, this is for anybody. Like if you hate your job or you want to move somewhere or you're not in a happy relationship, like do what's best for you. Like follow your heart, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's with, with everything. Just like you said, if you don't like something, change it, you know? Right. Like you have the power to change it. You're not a victim. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't know why. I don't know why many people stay in their situation knowing that they have a bad relationship or a bad job or bad, it's whatever, you know, people should just get out there and do it, you know? Well, some people are, I feel like they're just afraid. Like they don't know if yeah. they're going to be safe. Like if I make this decision, what if I don't make enough money or what if I don't find anybody, but you got to just trust that everything works out for your highest good, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, yeah cause I was so nervous starting in this podcast. But I mean, great musicians like you and Gene Hoagland and and um, Scott Page from Pink Floyd. So that's you know that brings me that's a lot incredible. of incredible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. So I, so I, I, after listening to the uh, to the song, I went to your um the, the Freak Machines YouTube page and I saw your video. It's awesome. It's really awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So I so I imagine you're getting very good feedback from the song and the video. Because I looked on the YouTube channel and, and it's got 12,000 views as of today on it. Oh my, that's incredible. Yeah. Like, I, it's funny because my partner was saying that today. I was like, oh my God, are you serious? Like, this is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so my question for you, well, I guess I just answered it, is uh, how do you feel that so many people watched it and really dug, dug your song? I think it's amazing. I feel honored, you know, like we're trying to get our name out there and already like, this is our first single. We're getting so many like likes and reviews. Like, 
I feel like we're just spreading like wildfires. I think it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, cool, cool. And I guess it's like it's like a good feeling because you do want to come up with a with a project that you, that people will, will love, you know, and like gravity right. you know. I don't think it's very awesome that you came up with that song. So, and, and it's, and it's uh, you know, like I said, it's um, it's a, it's a very inspiring song. So, thank you for writing it. Thank you. Oh, thank you for enjoying it. Like, thank you to anybody who like, you know, supports us and really likes the song. We appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts because we've been working hard for like almost eight years now, and finally we're getting some traction, which is just amazing. Great. I just, of course, can't describe how happy we are. Right. The only thing that I have a problem, uh, well, not so much a problem, is the the letters TBD. <laughs> to be dead. And I don't like that because I, I feel good that's a big tease. Uh, but uh, are, are you allowed to tell us when, the, uh, when your EP will come out? Well, right now we're just releasing singles at the moment. I know probably within the next month or so we're going to be releasing another single and doing a music video for it so right now we're just releasing eps but eventually we're definitely gonna come out with an ep with all of our singles because like i said i've been wanting to it's funny i've been wanting to um pick out an album like an ep cover because like i said i want to say with the ep art merch and like the vi music video ideas as well like that's why i'm glad we're on an independent label so right, right, i yeah. really want to release an ep soon because i i really want to design the ep art soon yeah yeah i feel like like a, you're you're more of a like a like a like a graphic artist as i am too because i love creating stuff on the computer and with with ep art i find that very very awesome to actually explore your creativity when you're you know designing stuff like that yeah, well, it's funny. Actually, I have a friend who is a graphic artist. I, I don't really draw that much, but I have ideas. So I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm kind of going for this, you know, look or whatever. And they like design it for me and they ask me, what do I think? And I'm just like, oh my God, this is awesome. So I like to have the idea of it, but I don't really draw or whatever. So like, it's their job to like draw it and like bring my creation to life basically, which is awesome. Right. Uh, so on your, back to your video, um... Now I know that nowadays you can record video on your phone, or get you hire like a like a big production. Um, did you hire a, 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 a like a big production, or was this or like a, like one of those um, iPhones? I guess for uh, for the waiting on the rain music video, like we had um, a videographer who like it was just it was just one person, but oh my god, like how he did it was super professional, like. Mm. It was just incredible. And we, we stayed up to like three in the morning to finish everything, but it was definitely worth it. Like I said, it was just one person. He did an incredible job. Like yeah. he's awesome. He yeah, it's cool. Oh yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's very professional. <laughs> and, it's, and it's amazing a video and you know, 12,000 people loved it too. <laughs> so that's awesome, <laughs> you know? So um, one more question before we let you go. As you stated yeah. before, this, this podcast considered on when words from music speaks, um, is there any song ever in in your um, uh, lifetime that you heard, but you can't tell like me or your dad or your mom how you feel about it? Like it means so so much to you, you just can't explain it. I guess for me, like any like any song, probably like "My Last Breath" by Evanescence. Like it's very emotional and every time i listen to it it definitely hits in the heart like every time i listen to it i get very emotional 
Have you heard their new album? Their new album's great. I haven't heard the whole thing, but the singles are incredible. Yeah, yeah, they're they're really coming back super strong. You know, can't wait. I to live definitely. Too, you know? I do hope to meet you one day. You know, um, hopefully you can get around to Columbia, South Carolina, and we can. I'd love to. Like I said, we are playing, I think, Greenville at some point. I think in August right. or July. I'll have to see. But Greenville is where my family lives, which where I like to visit. I'm not the biggest fan of Greenwood, but I love going to Greenville. <laughs> right, yeah, right. Greenville is where it's at. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so for all of our listeners, uh, BK Catch, uh, the the other LA on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook by, by, by typing in the other LA. And uh, and uh, we're not on TikTok yet, are we? Uh, no, we don't have a TikTok. Uh, don't have, yeah, I find TikTok very hard to, you know, get off the ground. But they say it's, you know, it can, you know, take you places like, you know, you've never even thought of. So, so I don't know. I don't know. Not, I'm not the biggest fan of TikTok either. <laughs> but, uh, but we do honestly really thank you very much for coming on our show. And uh, we hope that you have a great year and we hope that you uh, come back on the road and uh, after that we'll, we'll we'll get you back on the show uh, later on yeah i would love to thank you so much for inviting me appreciate it sure. thank you very much